on the mic this is our very first my very first podcast right so i'm very excited um and you're like my first guest on my podcast hello everyone on the mic this is trixie abraham yes okay and i'm really excited because this morning i cooked breakfast for them yes you did i attempt to cook breakfast because listen i can't cook or nothing that's it you know they're my guests I want to do something nice, so... Hospitality is so important. Yeah, so I said, oh, come on, Jay, you got to whip up a little something. A little something. So, yeah, so this is the first Bella Down on the Mic podcast, and our segment is on losing a parent. And, no, the reason I picked this particular topic is because I see so much on my timeline about how people are, like, still grieving, and some people have certain moments about losing their mother or father, or some people have lost both parents yes. as well. So I was like, let's talk about it. I think it's very important to discuss this particular topic. So, you've lost a parent. I have. I lost my mother three years ago. And even with that, I have my moment. And a lot of people always say, it's never a time frame to get over a loss of a parent. I've talked to people who've lost their parents 20 years ago, and they say, hey, I still have my moment. It's random where everything can be fine, and all of a sudden, bam, it can hit. Especially the youngest of four sisters. And all of us deal with it in different ways. Right. I lost my father back in August of August 27th, 2018 to be exact. And I have three younger siblings, and we all went through it. The only thing was we grieved in our own space. Mm-hmm. And and we never got like a family counselor, like a grieving counselor. Where you're from or how you grew up. It doesn't have to, I don't feel like it's necessarily cultural. And on top of that, if you had a good relationship with the parent that you lost, they're never gone. Because if you had a great relationship, they live on inside of you. Their special moments, their memories live on inside of you. So is it, okay, do I need to someone to give me counseling on how to grieve with the death of my mother or how to grieve with the death of my father? I don't think I do. For me, for both of us, we're both um, spiritual individuals. So my counselor in getting me through this is me talking to God or me talking to my sisters about great moments. Because with me, the worst part was not when she died, but when my mother was sick and she died of cancer. It was more of the hurt happened when we were dealing with her being sick. And then, okay, now she's dead. So it's one of those things to where, okay, is she really dead? Or does her memory and her, all the great moments that she gave me live inside of me? So with that, right, because the people have lost loved ones. Yes. Okay? And, you know, I'm thankful for the support team that I had when I did lose my dad, family and friends and what have you. But here's the thing. Why is it different? People have lost their uncles, aunts, you know, other family members, but... I was like, no one talk to me if you can't relate to it. And why is that, though? Because people were like, well, I've lost a loved one, though. But I said, you haven't lost a parent. Why does it hit differently? That parent thing is different, especially if your parent lived in the home with you. That parent 
was there taking you to school, giving you that hug. Everything's got to be okay. It's a different situation now. I can understand you've lost someone and y'all had that connection and they were your guardian. But if you were not my parent, you live right there with me. I was there through everything and you were there with me through everything. No, you can't relate. Right. So how did you grieve? How did you go through like the mo the process? I still have my moments because when my mom passed the four, like I said, it's four of us. When she was sick, we all took time to be there with her. And none of us really still live where my parents live with the exception of one sister. She's like 30 minutes from my parents. So we all took time and went there with my parents to, you know, be there for a support system for my dad. But my grieving moment has been more of, I actually have a shirt of hers that she wore the Mother's Day before she passed. And she was like, well, you say yes. She said, well, next time I saw her, she gave it to me. That shirt sits on my nightstand. And that's my grieving. I don't have obituary. I have the shirt that she wore. I never washed it. And when I have my moments, I pick that shirt up and I hug it. Hey, mom, I miss you. That's my talking points for her. So my grieving is a little different than other people's where I'm not a Debbie Downer type person. So when I'm going through my grief moments, it hit me hard. Yeah. But after I cried out, talked about it, oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't like woe is me. Right. I don't. And a lot of people know, even when people like come in, because, you know, in our culture, they come and cook for you or bring dishes and, you know, which was greatly appreciated. But I, like I said, I don't do woe is me. But I couldn't eat. I could not sleep. I did not want to be bothered. Mm. And because you don't have a moment to really grieve until after the funeral. Right. Here you are, you have to make arrangements, especially when it happens suddenly. And you're the you oldest. And you're the oldest, <laughs> right. so you have to hold it down. You have to help your mom pick out, you know, his outfits and go to the funeral. See, I can't do that Back and forth. And I had to do it. I had no, like, I was just like, I'm not feeling it. And like I said, I started to become weak because I wasn't eating. I wasn't getting any rest. None of that. And my mom looked at me and was like, I need you to get all the strength that you can get right. for me. Because she said, I can't deal with burying my husband and then you passing out, being in the hospital because you won't get your stuff together. Right. So that next day, I did have to pray. I said, God, give me the strength that I need for my family. And the next day, he gave it to me. Because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what we got to do? Let's handle business, music, whatever we have to do. She was cute at that funeral, y'all. Yes, she was, honey. Oh, I thank you. Oh, yes, honey, yes, she girl. I got them curls ready. <laughs> I had to go, you know, I had to look good for my daddy one last time. I had to look how he remembers me. Right. I'm always dramatic, dressed up, you know. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know, especially because I am the oldest, I had to be strong for, I feel like, everybody else, right. you know. Right. So it does take a, take a uh, uh, it does take a toll on you. Do you believe in the statement? Because we hear the statement all the time. Time heals all. I do believe that. Yeah. I do believe time heals all wounds. And my time and what your time is, how it feels for you to feel, is different. Just just New Year's Eve. It was the countdown. I'm in church. They was at the 10-second countdown. And just at that moment, because it hits, I was in tears. Just a mess. Because in my head, it was, wow, I'm in this moment. And this is another year without my mom. Right. Going into 2020 without my mom. Another year because with us, we don't celebrate death day. That's what I call it. Yeah. Death day, D-day. We don't celebrate that day. On her birthday, every year since she's passed, I'm here in Virginia Beach. I have a sister in Tennessee, a sister in Dallas, and a sister in South Carolina. We go on on Facebook Messenger, and we get balloons. And we release balloons. Yes. On we, Facebook we Messenger. Yeah. At the same time, 
and release the balloons to her. So it's how you it's how you decide to live your life after you losing that one who was always there. And if you're able to know, because everybody's every child did not have a great situation with their parents. Right. So their grief could be different than me and Janae's grief. How they're dealing with it can be totally different than how we're dealing with it. So that's why time heals all wounds and everything is a case-by-case basis. It is. And don't feel embarrassed because I know a lot of people, especially on my like social media, that has lost a parent, young, middle-aged, and older, you know, and they still, like you said, deal with those certain moments. Mm-hmm. Don't be embarrassed when you have a moment. Mm-hmm. I remember when it was like fresh and my dad had just passed away and uh, like a month later, I was in Dollar Tree. My dad loved when I tell you that's his favorite store, love Dollar Tree, okay? Thirty dollars, thirty dollars. I'm trying to tell you, he loved that little place. So I was in there getting some stuff, and I had a moment in the aisle. I broke down and cried. And it hit. It hit. And I said, "Why am I having this moment?" And the lady was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Yeah, just give me a minute, please." But don't ever be embarrassed that you're having a moment because you you're missing that loved one or you're missing that parent. And I also think with losing a parent. Or your parents, it hits harder because you feel like they'll never die. I feel I, like they'll never my die. My daddy is my person. I already told him you can't die. Yeah, I feel <laughs> you really you feel like they're mutants. You can't like die. you can't die. They're like your superhero. So when it actually happens, like it happens suddenly for my dad, and everybody was just like, and that suddenly hit different. It does, baby. It does. It that like, suddenly hit like what you mean? Yeah, the whole family was like, who's gone? No, 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 because he's a no, fighter. No, he's fine. He's a soldier. What do you mean? So don't ever be embarrassed that you're having a moment. Don't ever be embarrassed to talk about it. Like to, like during Christmas time, because he, he's big on holidays and family time. So we, you know, we're, we're reminiscing and talking about, like, if he was still living, he would have the temptations on repeat, a silent night, you know, just little corny, like, jokes and stuff. To get us through. And yes. it's okay. Whenever you feel like you need to talk to, about it or talk about that loved one, it is okay. Because some people are like, oh, I'm annoying you because no. I'm talking about it again. No. But no, whatever gets you through, whatever helps you. So do you think that God was very important to keep him in your life during this time? Were you ever angry? I was never angry. My sisters were angry. My second oldest sister, she was in denial that my mom was sick. Mm-hmm. So when she died, that my mom died on 16th of November. So of course, Thanksgiving was right after that. Mm-hmm. Christmas was right after that. I am that person where when my mom passed, I took off two weeks of work and I was home. So when my mom passed, I stayed to myself. I stayed closed up in my sister's house in her bedroom and I binge watched This Is Us. Meaning I didn't come out the room. I'm more like Jeanette. I didn't come out the room. Don't talk to me. Don't hug me. Because if you hug me, I'm going to cry. Right. If you don't pat my back, don't touch me. They didn't reach out. Um, I didn't get a reach out. I didn't get a card. None of that. So I stopped going there. Cut dry. That's a wrap. I'm not going back there. So, yeah. And I started back going to my home church um, in, at, at the Mint. So yeah. that that means a lot where... When you don't have family or someone in your corner, you that's and that's another reason why yeah. we was asking, hey, why don't you why don't you feel like in our culture we don't do um, grief counseling? I feel like in our community and in our culture, God plays a major part. Yeah. 
in our life. Yeah. Family pays a major part in your life. And when you have that, that's I feel like it. I feel like you don't need it. Yeah. Now if you know that you're going through, I'm not saying don't get counseling, but it's case by case and yeah. all time heals wounds. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I remember it was I remember getting frustrated with my mommy because she's a very spiritual woman. Velvet listen, okay. That woman here, I feel like, you know, she's connected. I just She got a prayer line yeah, straight to Jesus. Like, for real. Let you know, it's, it's scary. <laughs> On the phone. So, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that interest, like, in that, you know, she. this was her husband for 20 plus years, you know? And she was like, okay, help me clean out his closet and stuff. Whoa. I'm not ready. No. Wait a minute. I said, Mom, you're, you're, you're wailing. Like, I said, can you give us a minute? She said, oh, I have understanding. No. That's I said, wait. She said, that's my daddy's. Yeah, 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 that's my, she said, no, but I understand differently. And that's the spiritual side of Mm -hmm. her. She said, I understand how it works. And I was just like, when she said that to me, I was just like, so frustrated. I was like, you know, because let me get that understanding. So I walked my neighborhood and I was talking to the Lord and clear as day, clear as day, the Lord told me, he was like, I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I gave my only son. Mm-hmm. You don't know that I don't know <laughs> what loss feels like. <laughs> I know the feeling. And he said to me, he never belonged to you. Hey, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah. Clear as day. Yes. The Holy Spirit shared that with me. He never belonged to you. So, you know, it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And then that's what I'm so grateful that he showed me that because now I got the understanding that my mom was saying that she had. Yes. So they, they, I got a little bit more strength of that. If we grasp that, they don't belong to us. But see, we're all going to trans- transition. But we are human. Because that's the other thing about it. Right. Because like, to this like um to this day, it's still stuff. We were ready to, you know, okay, we'll clean out mama's closet. Yeah. We're going to, you know, disperse some of her stuff between us. Some <laughs> stuff my daddy was like, no. And you can go in my mama's closet right now. And she still got stuff in there. Yeah, we got a few things. Like coats and stuff. And coats, hats. Yeah, I can. Right. I just can. And I mean, because my daddy's not ready. <laughs> ready. And that's cool. I think the hardest thing for me was um, when we were home, when my mom passed, I never, my dad's a very strong man. Even, like, it's, he has four girls. Now, mind, he got his pup when it comes to his babies. But my mom and my dad was married. They would have married 50 years, February the 4th. My mom died in November. They was together for 52 years before they got married, before she passed. And to see him just break down, yeah. that was hard. It yeah. was, And I'm a daddy's girl to the 10th power. So seeing him hurt make me hurt. Right. And I mean, I'm pretty sure you can relate to that. Like seeing your mom, that yeah, is hard. A, it was a rough day. Yes. It was, yeah, it was very rough to mm-hmm. um, see... Um, See your like, cause like I said, I'm the oldest. To see your sibling lose a parent in their twenties, cause my younger siblings we have an age gap, and they're in their twenties, like mid twenties. To see them grieve over their dad, it was just like, like even at the funeral, you was at my funeral. I was the first one to have remarks, right. and I was feeling I have to be that leader uh-huh. for my family. Nobody else was budging, mm-hmm. nobody else was moving. I said, okay, you set the tone. Mm-hmm. Here we go. And of course, my mom should be the first one to go up and talk. Of course not. But I'm like, can somebody else get up here? You're the matriarch of your siblings. You know, God. You're the matriarch. Yeah, but it's harder because I have to stay jovial when I come around, you know. And to this day, you know, like I said, we'll have our moments. And like March 21st, we'll do it again, the balloons and the releasing. Whatever you have to do to get through 
uh, cope with your new normal because that's what it is. It's a new normal. Yes. I can't call. I still have his name in my phone at, in contacts. I can't delete it. Right. I can't. It's I not just, gonna be deleted. Yeah, I just can't delete I wish his name. To this day, I had a voicemail from my mom. Yeah. That's the biggest. I just want to hear her voice. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I just want to be like, I call my mama. Hey, Trix, what you want? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Even though I'd be like, hey, Mayran. So I wish I could pick up the phone and just hear her voice. Yeah. Once a week. That's all I want. Yeah. And it don't even got to be no real serious conversation. Just, hey, Trixie, how Trinity doing? All right. Bye. That's it. Yeah. No, I. I and that's I, big. Yeah. All the other stuff, I think I could cope better if I knew I could just hear her voice. Right. And you're never prepared for I it. I don't have to see her. Yeah. I don't have to touch her. She don't have to feel me. I just want to hear yeah, my mom's yeah. voice. And you're never prepared for the death, even if you know they're on their sick bed. You don't prepare for it because in our culture, like you said, we put God first and we believe in miracles. Right. And we believe in healing. So we always think the positive route. We never, we never say. Gonna, I know she was going to be gone. We never, again, we never say. Uh, when we say, oh, okay, your, your will be done. Mm-hmm. We don't, like, you got to be careful with that. Because God's will, for real, My you really don't that. know. You yes. have to be careful. You got something, like? Yeah, hey, y'all, it's Mike McCall, the engineer. Sorry, it's so yeah. good I had to jump in. But I experienced this with my wife's dad being sick. Yeah. People were praying that he would be healed. Yeah. But you don't understand he is healed because he is not dealing with, or your parent is healed, yeah. or anybody is healed. God's will is their healing because yeah, they're yes. not dealing with what they were mm-hmm. dealing with before. So, you know, we got to stop praying for they will be okay. They'll make it out of this because making right. it out of this may be death. Right. Yeah. So is it selfish for us to pray for someone to be healed? No, because it's a humanistic trait. Right. right. Yeah. My mom would say when she first told us, because when she first told us that she was had cancer and she was dying, oh, we were hyperventilating. Feel like you're about to pass out. <laughs> it got real, y'all. Yeah. So, <laughs> and my mom was like, she said, this is a Job test. Mm. That's exactly what she said. She said, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Yeah. And that was big. Yeah. And when she said that, it was a calming for her, but it was still a hurt for us. And she would say, when this when you know somebody ready, I'm tired. But listen, my dad said that. He said, I'm tired of fighting. That's exactly And I said, oh, in my mind, that's I said, it. that's it. You have no more energy to fight. That's it. This is, I said, this is the last hoorah. This is it. Yeah. When, and you have, that, when you hear that, if mm-hmm. not, when you hear that, that lets you know, okay. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. And what I will tell people, if you're going through this, yeah. have make sure your family, make sure your parents got their finances, they paperwork, their life insurance in order. Because you ain't got time for no gun fund me. Because you ain't set up stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, seriously. That's though. facts. And even when you're young, though. Because I was in a car accident back in 17, and I could have lost my life, but yes. God said otherwise. But I was like, maybe I do need to put out a policy. Because, maybe. you know, when you're young, you feel like, oh, death can't come my way. That is a lie. It's a, the devil so is a I encourage everyone to get a policy. Yes. Um, or even like sometimes um, your banks will um, have a way that you could set up. Like if you can leave money to your uh, primary person, like your yeah, mother. Beneficiaries. Or who, yeah. 
So I would look into that too. Because your four hundred one that. All that is very important, so it won't be because that's more stressful. On the stressful family. on the family because after yeah. you're gone, after they're gone, they're gone. Everything else falls mm-hmm. on the ones who are left. And if you know, because I have a, one of my great friends, mm-hmm. she's like my god sister. It's my mother. She was like that was like my mom's sister. She, um, her mom's sort of going through the same thing that my mother's going through. And I talked to her just this past week, and I said, Shannon, make sure your mama's policies. And all that paperwork is in order because you do not want to wait until it happens. And now you can't bury nobody because yeah. the fund is not there. Right. No, that's very important. Please get your business um, in line. I My last encouragement is when people have lost a parent or if they may have somebody that is in transitioning, some parents or a loved one. Because like sometimes it's not even your parent. Whoever raised you, whoever yes, your guardian, your guardian. is... You know, it just, it does hit home differently, y'all. Yes. It really does. Like, no lie. I just encourage you to stay strong, be blessed. Yes. It's okay to have your moments. Yes. It's okay to talk it out. Even when you feel like you sound silly or even if you feel like no one is listening, talk it out. You can write it out in a journal. Yes. Celebrate. Someone said their birthdays, their mom recently passed away. Uh, Mama Burrell, her mother recently passed away and she said her birthday is coming up. They, like, share the same birthday, mm. I believe. And, you know, it's in this month. So it's going to be rough. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Month, January 31st. It's going to be rough because you're going to think about the person. But celebrate it yes. the way that your mom would celebrate it. Absolutely. You know, celebrate y'all's birthday and cherish the moments and do something fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'll get through it. So that that's what I have to say to the people. It's, there's better days than some. Yes. But you will get through. And it comes in waves. Them. It does. You have a moment, and it's okay to have it. Like I said, don't be embarrassed by it, mm-hmm. and it'll come and go, and you'll be all right. You're stronger than what you yes. think. Any yes. last encouragement? I guess my last encouragement is find that one thing, or even if it's an object, even if it's just some kind of moment or trinket that belonged to them, and if that's, hold on to that last little bit. Even though you don't have that individual with you, their moments, their love lives inside of you. Mm-hmm. Inside of you. Their love is inside of you. And remember those great moments. And there's never a grieving time. There's never, don't let anybody tell you that, hey, you'll be okay. You'll get over it. No, I won't. Because that's like saying, I'll get over the moments that we share. Right. I'll get over knowing that I'll never see them again. Because you may not ever see them again, but they're, they live within you. Absolutely. Yeah. Mike again. Sorry, y'all. I, <laughs> no. it's, it's so good. I just got to chime in. But try not to look at them as the way they left because they may have left weaker. Mm-hmm. They may have left sickly. They may have lost weight. They may have looked a little different. Mm-hmm. You have to remember them as they were. Because it's better for your grieving process. Mm-hmm. Right. And it took my wife a long time to realize that her father passed away with tubes and mm. on everything, on life support and everything. And she was like, but he had all this stuff on him. I was like, you can't remember that. You got to remember the daddy that picked you up from the bus stop when you was yes. five mm-hmm. years old. Yes. You got to remember as they were before they got ill yes. or before they passed away because it, it helps with the healing Because that process. wasn't them. That was That was just their shell. Exactly. Right. That right. was not, the, that's not my mom. That's just her shell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Thank y'all for tuning 
in. Like I said, I wanted to invite y'all in. We were uh, were recording um, the first Belladonna on the Mic podcast, and it was on losing a parent. I had my guest today, Trixie. Thank Abraham. you for having me. I'm so glad that you were willing and able to come. More to come. Belladonna on the Mic. We're going to talk about a whole lot of taboo things. Yes. Okay. If you ever have something that you want to talk about. Go ahead and message me on my Facebook, and we'll talk about it. I'm not afraid to discuss what we shun and yes. what we're scared to right. address. So thank you so much. Thank you. Love y'all. Y'all know Bye. what I'm about to say. Until next time, be amazing. Absolutely. You ready to smile? But I love to go, I love to video while we're recording the podcast. Just so you can put the, you know, person with the name, okay? I have a lovely guest on um, today, this afternoon, by the name of Michael McCall. Mike McCall, a.k.a. the Millennial Kid. You gonna yo, say say? yo. What's up? How y'all doing? If y'all don't know, I'm the engineer and executive yeah. producer of Bella Donna on the Mic. Yeah, he's a, he does a great so today we're gonna to talk about relationships on both ends, right? Right. Okay, so I'm single. I'm married. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about both ends on being married in a relationship and then being single on the single end as a you know, woman and what we deal with because listen, oh and this is Hennessy. Don't judge don't judge me because my dog is named Hennessy. But he's cute. Yeah, he is cute. So we're going to get right into it. All right, cool. Let's do it. So you're 31. 31. And you're married. Married to the love of my life. Yes. Uh, Kristen Lachey Taylor McCall. Yes, you say the name. (laughs) Work it out. So you got married at what age? I got between, I think it's 25, 26. If I'm not mistaken, I had just, I was about to turn 26. It had to be 25. Because I've been married for what? Four years now, twenty six. Cause okay. I'm thirty. No, no. Oh, I'm thirty one. Ah, okay, I'm thirty one. You know when you got married? I got married December nineteenth, twenty fifteen. You should know your age. I'm thirty one. No, you got married. 
26. Okay, we sticking with 26? Yes. She'll correct you if you're wrong. She will. Okay, she exactly. Will. So we're going to go with 26, and that's such a young age, you know, yeah. especially in our generation, the millennials, as they love to call it, to get married that young. What made you know that you were ready for commitment? I just knew she was the one from okay. the Long story short, for the way she took care of me, um, she actually, even though I'm older, by just a few months, I was a super, super senior. First of all, we met in college. Right. We met in college. Uh, we met through uh, a mutual friend of ours. Uh, my friend was dating her friend. Okay. And her friend, um, you know, we were hanging out, and I was like, yo, I'm single. Do you have any friends? And she was like, uh... I don't have. I got. I got some friends that's single, but my roommate she kind of like a like a grandma. I was like a grandma. I don't want no grandma. She was like she's beautiful though. Okay. She just hey. stay in the stay in the room and do her thing. Okay. So we met, and I felt immediately in love with her from on not on first sight, but like throughout the friendship that we built. Okay. I was sold. I was like yo. I'm ready for this right now. You ready to be in a committed relationship? She was like, boy, stop playing. My wife, for, for y'all out there, my wife did not like me at first. Like, oh, no. No, I had to win her over. Hey, like, work. Yeah, she, but she, she, like, I don't know, it's a little funny story about it, but she did not like me at first. But I don't think I was putting my best foot forward at first, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. Okay, so with all of that, right, what made her different from the others? Man, first of all, she the first woman, um, I don't know if I can say this, but she the first woman that ever made me wait for the poom poom. No, you can say that. She's the first woman that ever made me wait. That's important. To have sex with her. That's good for her. And secondly, she challenged me to be the man that I could be. Okay. And not the man that I was. Wow. So she had very, her standards were high. And, yeah. and either I was going to meet them or or be gone. So her standards didn't intimidate you? Because I feel like now when some when guys meet a strong woman that have standards and, you know, have their goals and things of like that, they get intimidated. That's a soft man, though. Okay. And you heard it here first. If you get intimidated by somebody's standards, you're a soft man. Either you're going to rise to the occasion or you're going to get lost. Especially if she is somebody that you could see yourself being without a shadow of a doubt being yeah. with for the rest of your life. And funny story, Jade, yeah. I was actually talking to somebody else along with my wife. Before she was my wife, y'all, I need to specify. Yeah, while make we, it clear. While we was in the, spread rumors. While we was in the talking phases of the relationship, I was exploring other options. And this is how I knew my wife was the one. She found out through her roommate that I was talking to somebody else. And she said, I don't want to mess with you no more. And it hurt me so bad at that immediate moment. She was like, don't call me no more. Don't text me no more. So I had drove all the way over to her apartment like, baby, please, baby, please, baby, baby. Oh, all that. Baby. All that. And so she said, if you want to be with me, prove it. She said, call this girl right now on the phone. I love it. And keep in mind, y'all, I was sleeping with the other girl and everything. But when you know somebody's worth and value and you see more into them, you don't care. I called the girl on the phone and say, look, I'm in, I like Kristen and I want to see where it goes. Mm. The girl on the phone was like, what? And I was like, look, 
I'm involved with her, so don't call me no more. Don't text me no more. We done. To do that without a look back or anything, to just do that and to say, you know what? God, I'm going to trust you in this moment, and I'm going to call this other female, and I'm going to tell her I don't want to mess with her. It made our relationship stronger instantly, and we've been together nine years and married for So, obviously, I made the right decision. Yeah, you did. That's awesome. Like... Good for you. And good for her to challenge it. Yeah. Like, women out there, we need to challenge our men. I'm all about when guys pursue. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, I know guys are like, well, I want to be chased too. But you're not the type of guy that I need if you're looking for me to chase you. The chase was the best part, to be honest with you. Right. The chase, it was like, it was like a game to me because, one, she didn't really care for me. And I didn't know that, but she knew that. Like, and so we ended up starting a relationship because of our friends. Right. And the show, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the show, America's Horror Story, had first came out. The first, oh, no, first I episode. Do, I don't do scary. I got you. But it was the first episode. So we had been um, conversing. Mm-hmm. And this show came on. And she was like, I don't know what you about to do, but I'm about to watch this show. So we were so in tune with each other that yeah. this became our show. However, sometimes my wife said she would she would be like, "Yo, bro, I'm not home. Be right at home. Turn the lights out." No, sometimes it, sometimes it is good to not make yourself available, even if you are available. Because it makes you want the person. Exactly. Even. It made me like, damn, she ain't trying to chill. I'm trying to chill right now. Yeah, God right the now. Way. Good for her. Right now, and uh, another reason I knew she was the one. One time, she called me 3 o'clock in the morning, y'all. Mm-hmm. 3 o'clock. And this, for you brothers, shorty call you 3 o'clock in the morning, you already know you about to get yeah, the guts. Yeah, you, you trying to, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to hump some. But, <laughs> but at 3 o'clock in the morning, do you know, she just called me over there and we talked for hours. Hours. And no, we did not have sex. She made me wait to have sex with her six months. Good. And it was the greatest, it was the greatest relationship I ever been in in my life because she had her standards and she wasn't breaking it. Right. It was good to build a foundation first. Chemistry is important. The whole vibe between two people, that's important. Even like friendships, whatever, you know, you got to set that first before that other stuff comes. So what does marriage mean to you? Marriage is everything to me because it's, my partner that I've stood in front of God and my family and made a vow to honor. So marriage is everything to me because it's a partnership of life. Right. And in this lifetime, you're going to have some ups and some downs. But it's how you travel those roads together, which will determine your marriage. And right. we, we didn't have some real lows and we just had some super highs, but that's my ride or die and that's my partner. Right. And the fact that I know that she's still standing and through it all, she's here and and hasn't flinched, squandered or left not one time is amazing to me. And I and I am the same for her. So I know that is somebody I can depend on when I can't depend on nobody else. That that's the the epitome of our marriage. Right. And speaking for uh, speaking of. Uh, vows, right? Mm-hmm. That for better or for worse. It's for right? real. That mess is real. And I don't think, like, I 
I have a lot of friends that are married, you know, that are in, you know, um, my generation. A lot of young married couples, right? right? And that, for better and for worse, that for worse part. That for worse part is. Oh real. my God! We're it's actually so real. going for worse right now. Right, but you're supposed to stick it out because right. it won't always be worse. But people don't take it. Some people don't take it seriously. No. When worse comes, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm just copping out. Right. I'm about to leave. No, you took a vow. Right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna share with your listeners right now how for worse really works, because um, John A knows this, but to you out you all out there, I um I recently got injured two years ago. I lost all feeling in my arm after the surgery, and have been unable to work. So instead of my wife being like, nah, bro, I'm not about to take care of the household. It's unfair for me to have to pay majority. My wife sucked it up. She's paying majority of the bills and we getting through this together. And we are actually going through our for worse right now. However, God has been blessing us. And you know, we haven't missed a mortgage payment. We haven't missed a bill. Food has been on time. But you got to really find that person that you can... Because when you down in the valley, that's everything is cool when you up in the air, when you're on the mountaintop. But when you really down in the valley, that's when you see how strong your relationship is. But And I, I challenge all of you to find a for worse person. Because it's it's cool to be, you know, for better. Oh, yeah. Happy-go-lucky. Yeah. Father complaining. Yeah. That's good. But when that worst comes... So, um, still talking about, like, worse and being... Um, the head of the household and we've always been taught that you know the man is the provider even as when we we're little girls you know we see it in our parents and their marriage yeah, most in the household the man's provider so how has it affected you it with is that it totally affected mm-hmm. me and I'm a and, and me and my wife may have a um an unpopular dynamic because a lot of people out here nowadays expect the man to pay all the bills expect the man to do this, do that. But what type of partnership is that? Right. Me and my wife split everything 50-50. Right. Because she was like, yeah, okay, you can afford to pay all the bills, but I make just as much as you do, so why would it make sense for you to pay all the bills and be broke? Mm. You know what I'm saying? When we can split these bills together and still have some coin in the pocket. Yeah. And, you know, that that is the unpopular opinion nowadays because, you is. know, a woman wants the man to take care of all the bills and I'm cool with that I'm cool with being a man and taking care of all the bills but the type of woman that my wife is she was like nah babe it's a partnership it's it's 50-50 so we gonna split everything down the middle and we gonna take care now granted all our money go. we don't have joint accounts either all our money goes to the same thing but I just give all the money for the bills cause she's more financially responsible I give my half and we do it accordingly, and we both have money in the end. And that saves, you know what I'm saying? That is that is pretty good. But you're back to your question. But you know what, whole pause, that's the new thing, though. That is the In new this thing. Um, younger generation, um, that whole 50-50. But the baby boomer decade, the man But, then, but even now, even now, they don't. The ba- I think our generation doesn't want somebody to go 50-50. They want somebody to pay it off. No, that no you in the household. So? No, I like I said, I have a lot of friends that are booed up. I got you. So I don't know why I ain't booed up yet. But a lot you of know, my hey, friends, look, we gonna get John A. booed up. <laughs> well, a lot of my John friends are uh, engaged and doing the fifty fifty or married, living it um together, and they're doing the fifty fifty. But look, now I'm from I'm. Oh, this you is old why school, you want your man I'm to pay very, it off? No, 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 wait. I'm 
very traditional in, in certain things. Tradition's not always bad. And some people was like, you know, we're in 2020 now and we gotta get rid of tradition. No, tradition helped your story tale. Oh, right. So we still gotta keep um, some traditional values. And, you know, for me, I just think that, you know, a man should be a man. Now, I'm not gonna be raggedy no, wait, 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 and pause, say pause. I, it's all on him. I believe in a hundred percent and a hundred percent. Yeah. So you give all of your hundred, and I, and and I give all, all my forget that half and half stuff. Not, That's not just me. saying that we half and half. It's more so a hundred percent. Yeah. Like you give what you can, uh, fully a hundred. If I know this is your hundred percent, I'm not gonna question it. But I will say this: like my parents. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, my dad pays all the bills. Yeah. However, my mom is retired. Right. My mom takes her first installment of her retirement check that comes the first part of the month mm-hmm. and gives it to my father. Mm-hmm. Not because she has to, because she's like, yo, you, you just came out. Yeah. You just came out of pocket or whatever they bills may cost. I know it's more than mine. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. came out of pocket. Let me recoup some of that. Give you this so that way you good, we're good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think it works. And, and I think whatever works for you is whatever works for right. you. Right. But back to your question. You said for me being the man, this hurts me not being able to yeah. be the all quote the way. unquote mm-hmm. all the way man. You know what I'm saying? Even though we paying 50 50, it hurts me that I can't go above and beyond. Like, and take but care of duties. Though. Life does happen, but as a man, you you were bred but it and make you trained. Less than. It doesn't, and it took me a while to realize it doesn't yeah. make me less than. It just means I need a little help right now. You know right. what I'm saying? And when when you need a little help, fellas, say you need help. Say that again. Say you need help because if she's a good woman, she's not gonna care to help you. This is my man. I'm gonna hold him down. Life happens. This is our worst moment, and I'm your significant other. I'm going to hold you down. But y'all in this little prideful little thing that y'all do, and sometimes you have to swallow it. I do gotta say something to the single women out there that want the the man. Like I've been hearing. I don't know. I'm on Instagram a lot, and mm. some of these girls is like, if he can't pay all my bills, then we can't be together. But no, don't say. That. What well, happened to like the that. What happened to the independent women? Like oh. you should be able to do for your own Absolutely. and not depend on anybody to pay your bills. Now, if he does pay your bills, cool. You know what I'm saying? That's y'all. But like, I don't. I don't get it. Johnny, you single? Can you explain it to me? Ah! Well, I'm a different type of single because I'm the, I'm very independent. I've been independent for a long time. It's been almost 10 years since I've been single. For real? Yes. We're going to get you booed up, girl. Man, they raggedy out here. They ain't ready. They now, not- how, now, how is it being single? Because I do uh, have, I do have, me and my wife do have single friends. Yeah. And is it as really as hard as they say it is? Okay, it's Truthfully. hard. Okay, for okay, I will say this: it's hard for me because I do have standards. It's also hard for me because I am independent, so I'm used to doing everything. You get what I'm saying? I get my own hair done. I get my own nails done. If I want it, I see it. I buy it. You get what I'm saying? I have my own coin, so I don't need a compliment. You get what I'm saying? I got you. Don't get me on a compliment. I've I've heard it all. You know what I'm saying? You can't get me on a steak dinner and some wine. I can pay for my own steak dinner and wine. So I need more than just that. I got now, you. 
for women not to be funny. There are some women that you could get them on that. You could get them on, oh, he paid for my nails to get done. And da 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 da. I, I want know. more my than that. Nails sweetheart. cost $100. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's you crazy get now. You, I get the gel, I get the powder. Shout out to my nail tech, Taylor Noel at Nail Studio, okay? She hooks her sister up. But, but, but here's why, the thing. Why, okay, let me ask you this. Being that you're independent, independent is yeah. it hard to accept? If you have a man mm-hmm. to start, you know, spoiling you a little bit. No, I like to be pampered. <laughs> I do. I like to be pampered. So when he does nice things for me, um, you know, I'm like very grateful. But that doesn't win me over because I can do it myself. I need you to bring more to the table in a sense of like, I need to see the traditional, the traditional aspect of you. I need to see that you're a family man. I need to see, um, your foundation, your, how established you are. Not saying you got to be in this multi-million because the blue collar man works just as hard as the white collar. So, you so let's be clear. You checking credit scores? No, I'm not going that far, but credit score is important. Yeah. Because we gotta think about a house you, you, in the future. So yeah, I'm looking at 401ks. Are you invested in something? I'm looking at more. So what can you bring? Because anybody can take me out when they get paid. It's payday weekend. True. Oh, let me take you out to dinner. No, That's no, no. True. I want to see what you do before, when it's not payday. That's you feel true. what I'm saying? I feel you. Like I feel it you. could be a walk in the park on a like it could be anything like that. You don't always have to spend money. For women to go out with you and to converse with you and get to know you. But, and I feel like this society, it mm-hmm. like, from just what I'm saying, hey, I've been out the game almost 10 years, so I may right. be wrong. I may be wrong. However, but I feel like in this day's time, women are expecting you to spend money to have they a are. good time. They are. And, I, and when, did we, when did we get to that point? Like, it's like, been taught. Like this, but I feel like my mom was never like that. My mom, well, she ain't had no daughters, but I don't feel like my mom would teach her daughter this nigga need to spend a check on you. I seen a girl on Instagram was like, if you can't pay none of my bills, you can't pay, be with me, but shouldn't you be able to pay your own bills? Yeah, I was taught in my household because my, okay, my father... He can't stand guys, okay? He call he calls them clowns, okay? And they calls them raggedy. So when I would go on dates and stuff, they would give me money. Just in case. They said that dude, you don't know how raggedy he is, that dude is not obligated to pay for your meal. He's just not. And so I would always have my own money and that's what I've always been taught. Always have your own, you know? And even right now, me being single, I'm like, ah, I'm sick of it. Because I love love. I do. And I love commitment. It's a beautiful thing when you find that person that you have dope chemistry with, that you vibe with, like your best friend. You know what I'm saying? It's a My good wife feeling. And truly, when I say, yeah. I never thought. And it took me a while to realize that she was my best friend. I'm not going to lie because I was like my friends, my lady. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like my friends, my lady. Yeah. But she is like my best friend. And and that's how she be. And I couldn't see myself hanging out with nobody else. I'm talking about she a built-in hangout partner. Like, hey, what you trying to do tonight? You know what I'm saying? And being like for for the fellas that are scared to get married, when you find the right person, being married is the best thing that ever happened to you because you always have somebody to go to. You always have somebody yeah. that can keep you when you keep you up when you down. Have somebody to laugh with, cut up with, and have somebody just to genuinely pray with. And first of all, prayer is the most important thing in your marriage. God is the most important thing. If you don't have God, then you don't have nothing at all. And I mean that. 
communication is the second thing in your marriage or relationship and compromise because some of y'all mm. have way too high standards and you gotta not yeah. settle <laughs> not settle but you gotta sometimes your standards it's hard, but, it's so, hard. have you ever thought about sometimes your standards may be unrealistic no that's that's not, that's no, no but some, some women I know standards are unrealistic and How? that's why they give me one unrealistic thing other standards one I know somebody all she wants is dudes with beards and and oh, but like well, you know can, what I'm saying dudes with beards they gotta they gotta do this they gotta do that they gotta have a certain I mean amount. beards are a nice accessory on the yes face they are and, and like I'm saying say, I'm trying I'm trying to grow my mind out it's to do struggle something. but look I'm just saying like but she will what if she miss her blessing and God That's bless true. her with somebody that, that don't got true. a beard or don't live up to everything I, like I'm like yeah. I told somebody before. I may not be my wife's Mr. Everything, but I was my wife's Mr. Needs. Mm. I met her needs and I met everything that she didn't know she needed. Yeah. I didn't meet all the checklists. I didn't meet all the boxes on the checklist. I met a majority of some of them and I'm pretty and I'm pretty sure I don't meet all of them now. And my wife won't misses all, all of all of everything. My wife is beautiful. She's smart. She's intelligent. But some of the checks she missed too. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? I had to compromise on that. What is realistic? And is this person gonna be the best for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, she is. And my wife is everything to me. But I'm saying sometimes y'all, y'all might be looking for the man on the pedestal, and you yeah. might have to settle for yeah. the guy that can meet. I'm trying to bend Some a little of, bit. You gotta bend. I'm you trying gotta, to be like Beauty and the Beast. I got, okay? No, no, don't be like you Beauty know, like Belle. No, was, he was ugly. No, but Belle bend it. But she bent it almost till she broke. But Belle saw him for who he was. I got. She you. looked in the inside, and that's what I'm saying about Beauty and the Beast. <coughs> she was like, somebody had to bend, and let me see this creature really for like his heart. Exactly. You gotta. You gotta be. When I say compromise, you have to. You may not get every checkbox on your list of the perfect person, that's but if true. they meet some of them, then compromise and grow. Yeah, together. I'm a tough cookie. You're a I'm tough. tough. I am. I'm a tough cookie because I, listen. You know what my problem is? I think I think I'm trying to avoid what I already had. And so when I'm dating or talking to these guys and they approach me, blah blah blah. Is it because you have? A I type? just no. Well, is it because you attract the same type of guys? Yes, I think I probably did. And I do have a type. I think everybody has a type. Mm. Yes, we do. Everybody has a type. But. Yeah, you know the type. But we is don't. More than, the we don't think about more, it. It's like damn. Type I mean, is more than the looks, though. Because type I, is more than looks. No, true. But I have a type because I like. I'm looking at the dudes that I previously like entertained and dated, uh-huh. and like what I'm still attracted to. And I'm like, I do have a type. I didn't even think like that I did because I was like, you know, I like all shades, all whatever. But they're just still checking out to be like almost like look alike. The same guy. Yeah. Different person, same face. Right. You got to step Something outside. I, do, I know everybody keeps telling me, go outside the box. Go outside the box. Mm. Call outside the lines a little bit. You might find something you want. Maybe so. You got to stop being so hard. <laughs> but no, seriously, like. You, because, Johnny, what if God has been showing you somebody and you've been passing them up? God ain't no, okay, I know. I have a up. good relationship with the same. <laughs> God ain't even showing me. I got a good relationship. I said, Lord, 
sent him by wind, hot air balloon, caravan, send them, okay? And I'm going to know it's from God. God ain't sent them yet. Love has not found me yet. And maybe, but, but you know what? I will say I enjoy this waiting period. And I say this to my single ladies, enjoy the waiting period before your man comes and your husband comes Most because definitely. you get to enjoy yourself. And you, I mean, people change. Like in your marriage, I know y'all not the same 25 year olds and now y'all 31. Yeah. It, you change, but you evolve. Before so, I met my wife, it was a two year period of time of singleness. I had to find right. myself. You do. And I had to love myself. And love, I tell everybody, love come when you're not looking for it at all. Yes. And it's the truth. That's true. It really comes when you're not looking for it. And my wife, I had been praying for a woman like my wife. And when she came, I was like, oh, snap, God, stop playing. Yeah. And I'm talking about, I was not looking to be involved with nobody at all. Like, I mean, I was just playing the field. Yeah. And I said, you know, I had my man written down, the kind of man that I, you know, would want. But you have to compromise. And I have to compromise because God's like, okay, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm going to give you a little bit of what you want, but I know what you need. Yeah. And that's when you have to bend. God knows overall what you need. And so I will say that, um, God. Yo, Johnny. so I do, I know this is supposed to be about single relationships and married relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I have some questions about being single. Okay, what are your questions? I have All right. So, <laughs> I haven't been single in a long time. So, yeah. How different is the dating pool? Mm. Has it changed since what I've been involved for nine years? So, has it changed at all? Is it still the same? And what makes it different? Um, I think the men in our generation are loving um, being a bachelor. There's perks well, it's to, cool being a bachelor. Yeah, I'm saying it's perks. Can't be mad. You, can, you don't have to check in. You can do your own thing. You, I mean, you come and go as you please. Like, I don't, you know, you don't have to answer. I don't have to take care of nobody. So I think they're loving this um, bachelor lifestyle. It's slim pickings out here. I'm going to be honest. Have you tried the online dating thing? Like? I have. <laughs> Wait, I'll throw myself out there. Wait. So, no, I have. And all they want is one thing. So, online dating, they literally, all they want is one thing. And I know myself worth. You're, I'm 31 now. So, in my 20s, I really didn't know myself worth. So, I was dealing with raggedy people. You get what I'm saying? But now that I'm 31, I know myself worth. So, you're dealing with a woman who uh, enjoys herself. And uh, loves who she is and who and who she has become. Uh, that when a woman enjoys herself and loves herself, she's dangerous. Uh oh. Yeah, it's you can't get us on um, little stuff. Like you got to come with it. We're not average. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're not. So average. so um, let's see. Because I do have some single friends, mm-hmm. and they just exclaim oh Mike it's hard out here it like, is it's, it's so hard and I feel like you know I met my wife at a perfect time I met her in college right you know what I'm saying I met her I yeah. met her right in college and I feel like if you didn't meet your significant loved one in that in that in that time period then a lot of people are single because they didn't meet that significant other in that time period but why is it hard what what makes it hard is it the selection is it the, the type of people that are coming after you or what what makes it hard? Um, I think what makes it hard is because you have social media, number one. Um, and number two, it's easier to, 
Oh, how can I say this? Um, uh, I don't know how to say this without being like too vulgar. This your uh, podcast. I know, but I don't want to be too vulgar. Um, it's easy to get it, in a sense. Okay. It's easy to like hit it done. Okay, mm-hmm. moving on. Oh, you get right. what I'm saying? I got you. So a lot of dudes is like, oh, I could travel and get a jump real quick. And it's done. So there's no, no commitment. I don't have to. Right. I don't have to commit. I don't have to be consistent. None of those things. Pay for it. Do whatever. Entertain it. Boom, boom, boom. One night stand. We're done. So and consistency. Yeah. No. Like I'm being real. But consistency goes a long way. Like this is my whole thing. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> You have to find another way to get her attention, cause these um good um these Good Morning Beautifuls is played out. That be working though. No. Ah, uh, it don't work no more. No. Sick of it. I'm old. Sick of it. But what if it's sincere? No. What if it's like everybody's good morning, doing it? Every good morning, doing it. beautiful. No. How was your day? I thought about Try you. Try another approach. That good morning, beautiful, good afternoon, how's your day? It's so repetitive. Good morning, be- like, have something else to say. Wow. Converse. I have a conversation. From, I come from the old age of the good morning, beautiful. Day. It's not working no more. It's wow. played out. So, I guess, fellas, I don't know what you're going to do now. Be creative. It, but my whole thing is, if a guy really wants you, he's going to find ways to get you. That is true. And to pursue you. Women want that to be true. pursued. I know one dude told me, he was like, I mean, what's wrong with a guy being chased? I don't know. I kind of like the chase too, but oh, it, I'm was, not it was something about the chase that my wife gave me. It was like, ah, no, like he wanted to be like, the, let me chase pursued, you down. The yeah, he wanted to be pursued. Well, I look like pursuing a man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Come that's again say what? <laughs> I don't think that's a good manly trait. No, you want to be pursued, my dude. No, because the, the, the fun is in the chase. It is. I thought that's what guys like to do. I don't know. That's what got me because I, when I tell you she was different from the rest, that's what made me want to be with Exactly. My totally like not not a carbon copy but the prototype. Like right. the, the definition of what I wanted and I was like, well dang. No, it's she not the same. It's it not the no same out here. It's slim pickings like I said before and dating is a little bit But what bit could harder. make it better? What is it harder because now you're 31 and you got a full life? You 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 have a career. Yeah. You are active in your church. Yeah. So like either I'm gonna meet you while I'm doing this or I'm not, right? Yeah, I think when guys after they like talk to me and get to know me, then they're like, oh wait, shoot, I gotta go back to the drawing board because I can't get her on how I would get another female. She's so different, and you, I am very different. Okay. I got you. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna whisper to my ear, in my ear and get me. Like you gotta bring more. You just gotta bring more. Well, what is more for the people that's listening? Like, what is what if somebody was listening and they was like, "Man, I I I know Johnny. I seen her out and about, and I'm trying to pursue. What is the way to pursue? What is more? Sometimes us as men, we don't know. Okay, well, look up the word chivalry and get the full definition of it. Well, like opening doors, flowers. No, all it's that. more. Chivalry is more than that. Chivalry is just be a man and letting a woman be a woman. You get what I'm saying? Like these guys out, but I'm not even mad because, like I said, we got social media. It's in the lyrics. We degrade women and da 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 da. We at the strip clubs. We da 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 throwing. Like I understand. 
people want that lifestyle that is created in these videos and this is what these guys are chasing you know what I'm saying I but you. I want that like uh, Fonsworth Bentley type of classic man oh yeah I just need that just bring some substance bring something that you have established like have your goals and you know your aspirations and you know support your woman so let's her build, goals let's build, build together, together for okay. real like okay. Nothing stagnant. You get what I'm saying? Um, loves to travel, you know? Not just, like, not raggedy. Knows how to please a woman in all areas, not just sex. Okay. It's very important. You gotta consistency make, you gotta make and, love to the mind, too. You do. And consistency is important because they'll start to text. They'll call you a little bit here and there, and then they fade away. They ghost. They ghost on you. Be consistent. Well, you heard it here first on the Belladonna on the yes. Mike podcast. Yes. So, y'all, I think that's it. I hope y'all gained something from the marriage aspect and from the single aspect. Do you stay amazing? Be amazing. Be kind in this world. And it'll come. To my single ladies, he's out there. He's coming. But get to know yourself and enjoy yourself. And to the married people... Communication's key. Communication. God, trust, honesty. And everybody loves somebody loyal. Loyalty is key. Loyalty is a big deal. Integrity. You got to have integrity. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to be somebody rock, be the rock. Yeah. Well, that's all for now. Thank you for tuning into Bella on the Mic podcast. Well, thanks for having me. You oh, know, yeah, Mike. You know, I'm always in the background, so yeah. you know, it's, it's good to be a guest. Yes. Until next time, be amazing. Get ready to smile. Get ready to laugh. Get ready to smile. It's going on.